running towards eternity. Life races ahead of us. You cannot turn back the clock. James 4.14 says this, How do you know what will happen tomorrow? Think about that. How do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. How many know this that about the morning fog? Sometimes you see it, and then little by little it just dissipates. Amen. We're here in a short time on this planet Earth. We're in a race for eternity. In a race we know that there's a goal to get to the finish line. How many know we're headed that way to the finish line? Amen. We're going towards that finish line. And I like what Paul brings out, you know, pressing forward, amen, toward the goal. I like that verse in verse 13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be, but I am focusing. Oh, how we need to focus on Christ, to keep our eyes upon Jesus. There used to be a song called, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, amen. And notice and focus on him, focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. No matter what you've done in the past, your mistakes and failures that you had in the past, how many know that's all gone through the blood of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. And you realize you've been forgiven. You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. How many are brand new? Amen. In Christ. A couple of hands. Praise God. I am too. Amen. And Paul goes on in Hebrews, talking about this race. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he says these words. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weight. Think about that. Church, let me tell you, sometimes we get weighted down by our problems and shake them off in the name of Jesus. And the sin which so doeth easily beset us. Think about that. And let us run. I like this. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We have a race. Amen. We're in this life and time is going fast. Amen. Now, I want you to know, no matter how old you are this morning, time goes fast. It seems, I've heard people say when they get older, and I've said it too, it seems like time even goes faster as you get older. But time doesn't go backwards, it just goes forward. We're in this wonderful race, race to eternity. How many on this race there's going to be a prize? Hallelujah. Don't let anything or anybody stop you in this race. Can I say that again, church? Don't let anybody or anything ever stop you in this race. You know, many times things can happen in churches. People get offended by what somebody says. Don't let that stop you. Amen. Things can happen in life. You might have somebody that turns against you, a friend at work, or somebody that turns against you, and things are hurtful in your life. But let me tell you one thing. God is a God that loves you forever. Hallelujah. He said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. Keep running this race. Don't let anything stop you. In fact, think about what we have. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 21, these are the words of Jesus. He said, don't store up treasures here on earth where they can be eaten by moss and, are, get rust, and there's rust and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven. Can I say that again? Store your treasures in heaven where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty and where they will be safe from thieves. Wherever your treasure is, there your heart and thoughts will be also. How many know we're going to have wonderful things up in heaven? Amen. I remember an old hymn we used to sing. Some of you might know this one. Anybody ever heard this, this old hymn? This world is not my home. Anybody remember that one? I'm going to read it. I see some people shaking heads. It goes like this. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Hallelujah. 
Church, I want you to know heaven is our home. It's our destiny. Hallelujah. It's where we're going to live forever. Think about these things. Life gets a little tough, amen, in this life. Things get kind of strained and, and sometimes stressful in this life. But thank God that we can keep our focus. That's what Paul was talking about, keeping our focus on the Lord, our race that we're in, keep it focused on Jesus. Think about all he has. He has a place for you. You know, we know what John 14, 2 says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for who? For you. Each and every person here, you trust in Christ your Savior, he has a place for you. And I'm saying it's more beautiful than what you could ever think of. Amen. The Bible says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, or even in the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Hallelujah. So we have so much to look forward to in this race, but we have to keep focused in this race. Hallelujah. How many of you uh, believe in a good prize? I want to share something with you. I was in another race one time. I was probably about 10 or 11. I can't remember how old I was. And it was around Easter time. And there's an Easter egg hunt, a race, I should say, at the Starlight Drive-In Theater. Now, some of you are too young to remember the Starlight Drive-In Theater. <laughs> how many do remember that one? I got a few hands. Okay. And I was a young boy, and what the, the thing was, they had a purple egg. And whoever found the purple egg won the grand prize. You're looking at a guy that wanted to win the grand prize. Amen? I'll never forget as they got everybody ready to start this race. And they said, go. I mean to tell you, I was focused. And I was focused on the purple egg. Amen? I was running as fast as I could. And you know those meters they have, or the speakers were. Some of you remember those. And they had eggs. There were yellow ones and pink ones and white ones and decorated ones and everything else. But I was looking for the purple egg. Amen? I ran as fast as I could. I remember I, found, I saw the purple egg. I ran as quick as I could. I grabbed it, amen, and I won the grand prize. Hallelujah. I think it was a potato head or something. I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> but we run this prize. We run, don't we, for the prize. Hallelujah. Church, we need to run to the greatest prize of all. Run this race with patience, like Paul said in Hebrews. Run it with patience, amen. No, take your time and go forward in the Lord. And no, don't let anything stop you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 and 27, it says this. Remember that in a race, everyone runs. Only one person gets the prize. You also must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run straight to the goal with purpose. I like what he says. I run straight to the goal with purpose. Think about that. In every step, I'm not like a boxer who misses his punches. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Church, how many know? I'll talk to you about the spiritual exercise. As long as you stay in this book, hallelujah. How many know this book is the life? People say, what is the truth today? What denomination is the truth in? The truth is in the word of God. Hallelujah. That from Genesis to Revelation, God has revealed his word to us. Hallelujah. And how wonderful it is. You know what? We can make it. Hallelujah. We all make it in Christ. Hallelujah. I remember years ago watching a movie. And it was about Special Olympics. And I, I really got into this movie because these two special needs kids bonded real close how many of you sometimes you bond close to people but this movie is about two special needs kids that bonded close i'll never forget as i watched this movie they 
worked together to train. They did everything they could to look forward to the Olympic race, the Special Olympics. And they were weight, lifting weights together and practicing together to, to, to win this race. I'll never forget as I watched this movie, it just touched me in such a way. I'll never will forget it. Because that day came where both these guys that had become best friends and others that were in the race, the day had come to start the race. I can remember in the movie as they, the friends looked at each other and cheered each other on. Then the shot came and the race started. And as they ran that race that day, they had a goal, the finish line, Pastor Kempe. They do saw the finish line. Hallelujah. We need to see the finish line. It's heaven and it's being with God forever. Hallelujah. And there was a finish line. Hallelujah. And these two special needs kids were running as fast as they could. But the one boy tripped a little bit and fell. And the one other best friend turned around and, and he was wondering how his friend was doing. And he turned around. He was ahead, by the way. He was just a few feet from the finish line. He was going to win. Everybody else was behind him. He was going to win. And he turned around and he saw this other best friend of his fall down. And you know what this guy did? He could have won that race, but you know what he did? He looked at his best friend and saw maybe he got hurt. And a special needs kid turned around and he ran back to pick up his friend and to get him up again so he'd keep on running. But you know, he didn't win that race. You know why? Because others won it. But in my book, he won the race. Hallelujah. It's about loving God and loving others in this life. Hallelujah. And never forget that. When we get to the finish line in life, we'll face the righteous judge. Hallelujah. How about God is righteous? God is good. I've shared many times that when we think about the goodness of the Lord, that, I don't know about you, but that's what keeps me going. To know that we wake up every morning. How many know every morning his mercies are new in our lives? Amen. To know, and, and Pastor Kempe, as you were singing and worshiping God this morning, I just felt such a, a powerful anointing on Pastor Kempe this morning. But I think of when we, we run this race, and I think of everything that happens to us, and and when we come to those places where we, we feel just a little weak, and we cry out to God, oh, let me tell you, church, when you begin to cry out to God, I know God hears our cries. God hears us, and he wants us to know that he's right there for us. When you get to the place where it's one of the toughest places in your lives, we all know because we've been Christians for a while, he's always there for us. He's always faithful to towards us. And I'm so glad in this race today that we have so much to look forward to. But in this life, what we need to do, just like that special needs kid, there's people that are, have tripped. There's people that are lost. There's people, and sometimes there might be a Christian brother or sister that you know that has fallen backwards. That this Christian brother or sister have, have become drifted away from the Lord. How many know people like that? They've drifted away by, by different circumstances. But let me tell you, we as Christians, when you see your brother fall back like that, Oh, go to him. Hallelujah. Don't go to him and, and bow him out. Hey, you need to get in there. No, go to him in the spirit of meekness, lest we fall. And say, hey, brother, get up. You're going to make it. We'll help you. We'll pray for you. Amen. Let me tell you, church, there's Christians out there today that have been broken. Hear me this morning. How many of those Christians out there that are hurting, that have kind of drifted away from the Lord and something they faced in their life was so terrible that they just begin to address that, God, where have you been? I'm a God is faithful. And those people that might be on your heart today, there might be some on your heart today that you know they've drifted away from the Lord. Well, let me, church, let me tell you, church, let's go run to them, amen, and get them up and say, come on, we can run this race together, hallelujah. We're in this together, hallelujah. We should never put any people down because they're not where we think they should be. See, one of the things God wants us more than anything else in this Christian life is to esteem others more highly than ourselves. Can I say that again? Yeah. 
to look at people and esteem them more highly than ourselves. See, it's time that we build one another up. You know what this world is doing. There was prayer yesterday as we prayed and, and uh, people just begin up to pray about our country and about the hate that's out there. How many of there's hate out there, church? There's hate out there. And there are people that want to destroy the Judeo-Christian principles in our country. They want to take away everything that we stand for. How many realize there is a war going on? It's getting quiet in here. Like I said before, the more amens I hear, the quicker I get done. But how, <laughs> but how many know there's a war going on? See, this coming few weeks, it's not about who's in the White House in that sense of word. It's about good and evil. Think about this, church. There's good and evil happening. There's a war going on. A war. The heavenlies, if we could just see the heavenlies and know that there's, there's war going on. Hatred and goodness. God and Satan. How many realize that, church? But let me tell you this, church. We better make sure. Know your Bible. Know what you're voting for. Know your Bible. Amen. Stand on the principles of what God has called us to stand on in this country. I don't know about you, but I'm against abortion. Hallelujah. I want you to know, church, there are things happening today that are so terrible. 63 million babies. Think about that. Aborted. Church, it's time that the church stands up. Not with condemnation, but to stand up firm in God's word and stand up for your beliefs. Me and my wife watched something the other day on TV that uh, just took us back. And I think this was in Idaho, Dine, is that right? They arrested Christians for singing. Think about this in a park. They didn't have their mask on, but they were singing. And they were, they were apart, like they needed to, but they were singing songs unto the Lord. And the police came and started arresting these Christians. Church, let me tell you, it's time and it's coming that the true Christian will stand in the time of this world. This world can throw everything at us, church, but if you're rooted and you're grounded in God, see, I'm not going to shut up. Hello, church. Hallelujah. It's time, let me tell you, church, God is looking for Christians. He doesn't want to see that yellow stripe in the back. Remember, guys, when you were younger, it said, you're yellow, church. I mean, God wants us to stand and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and to stand with his strength and his might, not on our own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. We stand and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to know God is glad. Amen. He wants us to stand in the day in which we live. And church, we're living in a day and an hour. You'll see things are going to happen. Things are beginning to happen like never before. See, they're saying there's not going to be a, a new normal. They're probably right because there's not going to be the new normal as far as, I believe, Christianity. It's coming now down, amen, if you're going to take a stand. It's true. It's true. You know what? I'm taking a stand for Jesus. <laughs> I can remember, have you ever had those crazy dreams before? You're trying to figure, is that God or did I have too much pizza? Anybody had that? I can remember one time I was a young Christian, I was dreaming, and I can remember one time I was taken down to some like, lower level, and I remember there's white sheetrock walls. That's how I remember about this dream. But I can remember somebody told me, they had a gun to my head and said, we want you to deny the Lord. <laughs> and I didn't deny him. And so they shot me in the head. I remember that. And as I was going down, I could hear one of them, he's still smiling. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I know God is with you no matter what happens in this life. Paul, 
Paul the Apostle, when it came towards the end of his life, you know what Paul said? He said, I have fought a good fight. Huh, hello, church. I have fought a good fight. If you ever see a fight, how many want to watch a good one? Remember Muhammad Ali? I, don't, I can't remember if it was George Foreman, some boxer he was fighting. I remember I was young, and I remember watching this fight between them. Muhammad Ali was just sitting there with his gloves, you know, and the other boxer was trying to hit Muhammad Ali, and he had those gloves up to him. And Muhammad Ali wore him down because he kept hitting his punches. Amen? And it was quite the fight. In fact, uh, I don't watch boxing much. Once in a while, if I get into it, I can. But I can remember one time I was into it, my boys were sitting on the the Davenport and I watching the TV and, and there's a boxing match on and my head goes like this when I'm watching TV. <laughs> I'm getting into it. How many know what I'm saying? Come on, I'm getting into it. And my boys look at me, Dad, you know, they're just kind of embarrassed. But I was getting into the boxing. But you know, there's a war going on. Amen. There's a fight going on. And Paul the Apostle says, I have fought a good fight. See, this race that we're in, how many know it's worth fighting for? Your Christian faith is worth fighting for. Never give up. Like Winston Churchill said, never give up, never give up, never give up. Never give up. God has not forgiven, given up on us, amen? Think of where we've been, amen, and spots in our lives. But God has always been there. You see, our God loves you. Hallelujah. How many know God is in love with you? How many know that? God is in love with us. See, the wonderful thing we need to understand is that when we walk in faith and we trust in Christ, it's to realize that we can walk with our heads up, knowing that God is with us. See, there's no weapon that's formed against you that's going to prosper. That's what the Word of God says. And we know what the end is. See, on that day of the judgment seat of Christ, now we know there'll be a day that we stand before the Lord as Christians. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 and 10, it says this, for we know that when this earthly tent, talking about this body, we live in is taken down, when we die and leave these bodies, we will have a home in heaven. I like that, don't you? We will have a home in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long for the day when we put on our heavenly bodies, like new clothing. For we will not be spirits without bodies, but we will put on our new heavenly bodies. Our dying bodies make us groan and sigh, but it's not that we want to die and have no bodies at all. We want to slip into our new bodies. How many want to slip into that new body? <laughs> so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by everlasting life. God himself has prepared it for us and it is a guarantee he has given us through the Holy Spirit. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. That is why we live by believing and not by seeing. Say, I've never known the Lord, but I know the Lord. I've never seen him, but I know the Lord. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So the Bible says to be absent from this body is what? To be present with the Lord. So our aim is to please him always, whether we are here in his, this body or away from this body. For we want all to, we will all stand before Christ to be judged. We will re receive whether we deserve for the good or evil we have done in our bodies. But let me tell you, if you make it to the judgment seat of Christ, how many know you're going to heaven? But then there's the other judgment, and this is where our hearts should cry out, Oh God, save the sinner. It's called the final judgment. In other words, the great white throne judgment. We're racing towards eternity. 
And that day will come when we all stand before the Lord. But in the great white throne judgment, there'll be people there that are lost. They never received Christ as their Savior. And the Bible says this in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and I saw the one who was sitting on it. And earth and sky fled away from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were open, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the things written in the books, according to what they had done. The sea gave up the dead in it, and the death and the grave gave up the dead in them. They were all judged according to their deeds. And death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death in the lake of fire. Anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. I hope your heart beats today for the lost. There's so many people that need Jesus. They need somebody to tell them about God's goodness and about God's grace. And you are the body of Christ. We are the witnesses Jesus talked about. He said, you shall be witnesses. We are witnesses to people. Think of somebody today that you know does not believe in Jesus. I'll tell you, church, there's a hospice chapel, and I met some people. They were atheists, agnostic, and I found people that love the Lord as a hospice chaplain. But my heart always went out, and I would always try, God, help me to say the right thing, something I might say. But people have their own will, whether to receive Christ or to re reject him. My heart goes out this morning to the lost. He said, there's an old song, and I'm going to ask Pastor Kimpy to come, and, and anybody else would come up to help. See, how many remember Ira Stanhill? He wrote the song, Mansion Over the Hilltop. He wrote another song called Room at the Cross for You. How many know there's room at the cross? <laughs> for one more. It says this, the cross upon which Jesus died is a shelter in which we can hide. And it's grave so free and sufficient for me. And deep is its fountains, wide as the sea. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Yes, there's room at the cross for you. The last verse says this. The hand of my Savior is strong, and the love of my Savior is long. Those, through sunshine and rain, through loss or in gain, the blood, hallelujah, the blood flows from Calvary. To cleanse every stain. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Hallelujah. Oh, there's room at the cross. If you don't know Jesus Christ today as your Savior, you can know him today. If you feel you've been away from the Lord, he's here. So, oh Lord, I come to you. I want to sell out to you, Jesus. See, the happiest Christians are those that sell out to Jesus. Say, Lord, I want all. I surrender all. Oh, let's look to the Lord this morning as we're racing towards eternity. Who can we take with us? Who can look and say, oh, come on, we can make it. They're fallen brothers or sisters or they're people that are lost, the wrong this race. Let's pick them and say, you can make it. You can make it. Let's run. And sometimes if you get weary, there might be another Christian to come and say, oh, come on, we can make it. We're in this race together. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. As we get ready to close this morning. Just love on the Lord this morning. Oh, it's going to be worth it all, church. It's going to be worth it all when we see him. Hallelujah. When we see his face. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah.
something we are so scared about things no don't scare it God knows that anything his nature everything of his nature in you so he knew that you can do it that's why he said only say yes and it will come to pass hallelujah amen praise God these altars are open by the way hallelujah
Let's give him a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You're so good to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I hope you go out this week and let people know the goodness of the Lord. Amen. He's a good God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Praise God.